0: Welcome to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast, powered by Anchor. The opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast in general. Also, portions of the live stream may be edited for podcast release.
1: Extreme Anime Radio
0: Greatest city in the world, broadcasting to fans of anime and the Japanese culture all around the world. We welcome you to the one and the only Extreme Anime Radio podcast. It is Wednesday, May 20th, 2020. 5-20-20-20. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm JR, and joining me, as per usual, is the one and
1: only Mr. Canada, Mr. Nefkanuck. Good evening, folks. And oddly, this year, I'm very calm right now, which I shouldn't be. We'll explain why in a little bit. Interesting.
0: And I have something up my sleeve. Uh, I don't know anybody saw Instagram about an hour before we went on the air. But I watched an anime uh, first episode on the recommendation of somebody, which I'm going to give you my initial thoughts and... Uh, share with you why i might continue watching it <laughs> uh if, if if you put most if, interested yes if you put your i have to have a certain mindset to watch it i think but i think i can survive um the anime in question is called drifting dragons or the japanese title kute dragons and we'll talk about that again in just a moment Remind you that the Extreme Anime Radio podcast is available on Anchor at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. And on a variety of podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Just search for the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. Neff, why are you so calm? Why don't we start with you? Because that was the first thing that was said.
1: Well, um, normally we would be looking at, this would be just after Victoria Day when this episode originally airs in Canada. Mm-hmm. And that would mean that we are on T-minus like two or three days to Anime North. In this case, for me, it would be one day to Anime North. Mm. Because uh. I would be packing my car, my new car now, and you know struggling to get everything on myself over to the required hotel and start getting prepared to set up tomorrow. But that's not happening this year. Uh, We are still under a state of emergency as we speak at this time, uh, which also prohibits uh, gatherings of more than five people that are not related. So, of course, Anime North is a no-go. The City of Toronto has indicated, essentially, that they don't believe they're going to see any large-scale gatherings until sometime in September. Wow. Yeah, the City of Toronto is taking a really uh, cautious approach to this. Um, because while the provincial government is allowing you know certain businesses etc to open the city of Toronto because of the denser population wants to take things a little slower to ensure the health and safety of its citizens and the frontline workers very good so what we're doing in it, what they're doing instead is is an online convention. Now, this isn't a new idea. A lot of the conventions in the U.S. that have already happened have gone that route and gone with the virtual convention. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Anime North one, and I'm going to give you the official title just so I get it right. Sure. It's a a complicated title for my tiny little brain to remember. And it is the Anime North MOE, or Momoji Online Experience, which will be held uh, July 24th through 26th. For information, you can check out the uh, official Anime North webpage at animenorth.com. It will be broadcast on Twitch TV. Uh, They are looking for panelists. They are looking for uh, cosplayers to show off their costumes. So I'm assuming a range of activities uh, will be happening at that time. Uh, I have not been approached. I don't think a charity auction would actually work on Twitch TV. As interesting as that might be to try, (laughs) that is going to have to, I'm afraid, be shelved for this year. Hopefully to come back stronger and better in 2021.
0: Ah, oh, think of it as like a Sotheby's and Christie's auction where you uh, place your bids on the telephone. You've seen them with the, you know, the cords, and they're just looking left and right, left and right, seeing where they
1: are. <laughs> I have enough trouble with the auction with all the crew I have when we're doing it live. <laughs> Never mind trying to do it on a Twitch channel. <laughs> Although I imagine so that, that would be
0: fascinating.
1: Fascinating in that, you know, four-car pile-up at 4 a.m. type of deal. Yeah, it <laughs> oh.
0: But, uh, okay, I was going to ask you if uh, you had any sort of involvement so far with the new online uh, convention.
1: As I said, I have not been contacted. They are looking for panelists. I was just trying to think, could I come up with a panel? And right now, my brain is sort of, you know, in that weird state because technically, I'm on vacation right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, you have to use your vacations? What does vacation mean? Yes, because this would have been the time to use it for the convention. Ah. ah so that means basically it's two weeks, uh, which has allowed me to dig into an anime backlog and discover a new title as well. Oh, do tell, do tell. Yes, well, it's an older title, actually, that showed up on Amazon Prime Video. Okay. In this case, it's Kenichi, the Mightiest Disciple. This was originally a 2009 broadcast that the uh, Funimation picked up and dubbed. Ooh. Uh, the, the dub has been uh, transferred over to Amazon Prime. Now, I'm not sure if there was some shenanigans in the uh, what they gave to Amazon Prime or not, because I noticed that all of the signage is not translated. Mm-hmm. Normally there would be subtitles saying that this is such and such dojo, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. As to the plot, uh, take your average wimpy protagonist who is getting beaten up and bullied at school, who finally decides enough is enough and happens to run into uh, a female uh, martial arts uh, aficionado Mm -hmm. who actually lives at a dojo with several masters, most of whom I would say are certifiably insane to some degree. And they decide to take this kid on as a disciple. Oh, boy. Cue the training hijinks. (laughs) Cue the, oh, my God, you're going to kill this kid hijinks. And cue the, the kid would want to go except for the fact that he wants to, you know, get close to know the female martial arts aficionado. Uh She's a nice girl, but she's not the brightest bulb on the tree. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Not in a bad way, mind you. She just doesn't quite get it. I mean, she's blonde for a reason.
0: Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the funny thing is she adopts this meek little persona at school where, you know, she wears glasses. She does nothing wrong. Aside from the occasional brawl with some, you know, fools who try to, you know, destroy the MC repeatedly. Mm. and so you know it's only when she's at the dojo she takes her glasses off and yikes male mc gets you know trained pillar to post by her and the other masters to the point where i'm going they're going to mail this kid back to his house in a very tiny envelope (laughs) in pieces wow and this is so old that it's actually in the old four four three format that's how old this show is.
0: Oh, boy. Right right Which at is, the turn
1: of the uh, uh, widescreen era, basically. Exactly. So it's sort of like I, I started watching it like, is there something wrong with my TV? What the heck? Oh, it's 4.3. That's why. <laughs> you're so used to now 69. You're like, when it, whatever, it's not for, 69. You're like, huh? Yeah. It's not so old sports. What the heck?
0: That's, they're sometimes stretched out to fill the space, and it looks weird. Yeah,
1: I don't think you could stretch this one out without it looking really, really bad. <laughs> mm.
0: The one I was watching uh, is very interesting, uh, Drifting Dragons. And uh, it apparently is uh, based on a manga, and it's set in a world uh, like a fantasy world. Think of it as a little Last Exile-ish when you look at the opening scene. Uh, I read the synopsis, and I was like, um, this sounds like uh, Deadliest Catch, but you're catching dragons and not crabs.
1: Oh, dear. And I'm sure the crabs are a lot less aggressive than the dragons.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, I think so.
1: <laughs> At least a lot less lethal,
0: Right. <laughs> you'd hope. But the first episode was, was very interesting, and... Um, You listen to the description of the show. uh, uh, Dragons are the rulers of the sky. To many people on the surface, they are a dire threat, but at the same time, a valuable source of medicine, oil, and food. There are those who hunt the dragons. They travel the skies in dragon-hunting airships. This is the story of one of those ships, the Kinzaza and its crew. They have no port to call on. They are basically drifters. So now I'm thinking, I read that, and this is like the story of uh, Mary and Joseph uh, going around town and just going from place to place. Interesting analogy.
1: I, I, I'm, I'm very tempted to try and watch the show now.
0: <laughs> um, the only problem that I have so far is that there are too many characters to keep track of, at least from the opening episode that I watched. Because you are following the stories of the whole crew. So I think the whole crew consists of over a dozen characters.
1: Ouch, yeah. That, that, that tends to leave a lot of plot threads where you pull on one thread, the entire plot may well fall apart.
0: Right. But at least in the first episode, the, um, the story seems to center around uh, the main character, Mika who seems to be the quote unquote uh uh what was the um what was the title that they gave Steve Irwin
1: uh crocodile hunter i believe
0: okay yeah so this would be the dragon hunter he's got he's got a an inkling for how dragons act somehow and takes actions to the uh bewilderment of the rest of the crew to try to save the day for them
1: Does he speak in a weird Australian accent at the same time, I wonder?
0: No, I don't think so. (laughs) He just goes out on a limb and does what he does. Uh, He is voiced by Tomoaki Maeno in the Japanese version. And um, in the English dub, he's voiced by somebody I'm not familiar with, Billy Kamets. That is not a name that rings a bell.
1: Mm -mm. That's either a very old dub or a very new dub.
0: No, it's very new, uh, because I think
1: uh, they started releasing it early this year on Netflix. Okay, then it's definitely new, and based on what I know of Netflix's dubbing practices, probably a very non-union studio, make of that what you will.
0: The other character to keep an eye on is the uh, quote-unquote person in training, that would be Takita, uh, voiced by Sora Amamiya, and
1: in the English dub, Cassandra Lee Morris. That is definitely a known name, uh Funimation formerly, but I think she moved to LA. Okay. So this may be an L this may be an LA dub.
0: SDI Media, so I think you're right.
1: Mm-hmm. So that ex- that explains back when I was on Twitter, uh, she had mentioned she was moving to LA and now it's like, oh, that's probably why. So I'm wondering, you know, we've brought this
0: thing up before. I wonder how they're keeping up uh, with the dubs these days?
1: Well, I think it depends on the studios. Most of them uh, are doing it from home if they can. Right. Like Funimation, for example, is definitely doing work from home and probably will do be doing it for some time that way, at least for their bigger dubs, whether they start bringing people back in as the state opens up state of Texas. That is, I'm not sure.
0: Right. Right. Um, Again, it's hard not to talk about the current pandemic in the world today. Uh, There seems to be little progress that we hear every day, uh, but the big picture seems to be this is a long way uh, from being solved. Uh, I was talking to Neff before we went on the air today. I still like to see if I can go back to Japan, uh, later this year, and uh, Neff's of the opinion that it's a pretty tall order at this point.
1: Uh, as I as I like to say, the chances are slim and none, and I see slim on the first bus out of town, sort of. Thing,
0: That's what you sort of said thing. last time,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll talk a little bit sports ball for a moment. Mm-hmm. We did have sports return to some limited degree with the Bundesliga. Oh, yes. The the first tier of German soccer over the weekend, uh, which apparently got Buffalo ratings. When, of course, there's nothing else on but repeats of you know 30 year old sports events. <laughs> you'll, take, you'll take whatever you can get, frankly. Yes. And yes, I did watch. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, which
0: game was you impressed with the most?
1: I watched them all actually. Oh, I, wow. I watched them all. One thing I did notice, and the commentators had to sort of cover it up really quickly, mm-hmm. because they're miking the field. You're hearing the players, oh, and you're hearing the German players, (laughs) and there are staff on the sidelines for the teams, and a couple of them said a few things that, because I know German, I'm like, you really shouldn't have said that. (laughs) But since we're listening
0: to the the English language feed, uh, they probably have no
1: idea. Well, well, no, the Eng- no, because what happened was uh Fox, who sports who was doing them, right. teamed up an English announcer with a German-speaking announcer, in other uh, words, one who spoke German, right? Okay. So I think it was a play- by-play guy in most cases, and the one play by-play guy you could almost you could actually hear him sort of hitch his breath, uh-huh, and the other guy's asking him, "What was that about?" And he explained it you know as cleanly as he could, and it's like, oh boy. <laughs> That's, that's going to be in North America when sports comes back. If they mic the field, the, the ice surface, whatever, mm-hmm. they are going to have to do some heavy, heavy bleeping out. Because I don't know if any of you have ever watched a hockey game. <clears throat> now, hockey games, they tend to have mics very close to the ice. Oh, yeah. Hockey players, when things go wrong... They tend to get very colorful very fast. Oh, and yeah. I don't mean, you know, magenta. Oof. <laughs> and without a crowd to cover that up, oh, boy.
0: Plus, is hockey something that's going to restart anytime soon? Probably
1: not. No, I, I think, okay, out of all the major North American sports, if I had to put money down on which, I'd say the NBA. The NBA. Because the league is working with the players. They can sequester them in one or two places. Apparently, Disney World in Orlando, Florida, is like the, the leading candidate. Right, right. And unlike the other major sports, there aren't scraps over, you know, well, what about my paycheck, etc. Hello, baseball. Hello, uh, what's his name, who, you know, on Twitch. Which leads me to a mini rant that I'm going to actually repeat if you're going to talk contract, if you're going to talk your dollars and cents of your sports contract, do not do it on Twitch. <laughs> right? That's the stupidest. That's just, just dumb. No, you have a hundred, hundreds of thousands of followers. They're listening you, watching you play a game. And then you're kvetching about, you know, oh, I'm not going to get all my money, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, people have no jobs. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, that was my rant. I had to.
0: I understand. I understand, but uh, somebody, uh, one of my coworkers today, uh, made a, a little bit of a joke. Um, you know, when if if they were to restart hockey now, uh, you would have to make sure that uh, all of the fighting is limited.
1: Well, you haven't seen the proposed protocol for baseball, have you?
0: No. The the um, the, I think the gist he was getting to is that. Uh, if there was a hockey fight, uh, the two players would get five minutes, and then them plus the two linesmen would get quarantined for fourteen days.
1: Oh, ouch! <laughs> That's almost as bad as the actual proposed protocol for baseball. What are they saying? Okay, let's see. No sunflower seeds. No spitting. No fu- No brawls. No nothing. No bean balls. No nothing. Bean ball. <laughs> instant ejection. Bean balls. Because of course, what does a what happens when you bean the other players' guy nine times out of ten?
0: Oh yeah, well, there's a, everybody comes yeah. out.
1: There's a meeting of the minds, and they don't want that ah, meeting of yeah. the fists. Meeting of the fists in some cases. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you just you're looking at the major sports, and you're going, okay, which are the ones right now? And you're like, out of all of them, probably the NBA, right? I mean the NFL is going to do it going to do whatever they can do to to make sure that you know the season starts on time because of course you know right. money 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 but for right now yeah I'd say I mean the CFL oh my god Canadian Football League by the way folks uh let's just say that has descended already into a gong show uh we normally start around Canada Day at best September the te- the games may run into December and can you imagine football in December in a place like Edmonton?
0: Mm-mm.
1: <laughs> I can. That's the that's also called the fifth circle of hell. <laughs> <laughs> and they're saying, "Okay, the ho- scheduled host city, you're not getting it unless you have the best record of the two final Grey Cup combatants." They're doing it by best record as opposed to a host city now. Oh boy. Uh,
0: brr, oh.
1: No, but you know, it's the almighty dollar, and considering that the CFL, they get most of their money from butts in the seats. So I, I I don't see this going well. I just don't.
0: So you're saying the Great Cup will be in Hamilton?
1: Next year in Hamilton. Yes, it is. actually scheduled to be in 2021 oh, really? in Hamilton. So <laughs> Yeah, it is. So it's like, oh, you picked a good team. There you go. So it's like, yeah. Oh. And the, what was said was, the commissioner said, Okay, you're not getting it this year but you'll get it in 2022. Hmm. And then, and my underst- and my understanding is that assuming the lead is still around in 2022 after all this. Mhm. Right. Ugh. But uh
0: no, going back to Japan, the latest news is that uh uh as of tomorrow, what really would be today now in Japan because it's already Thursday morning as we're recording this, They're going to lift the state of emergency in three additional prefectures, those being prefectures in the Kansai region in central Japan, or some could argue western Japan. Uh, But uh, Osaka, Kyoto, and Hyogo, where Kobe is located, they're all slated to lift the state of emergency, and uh, people uh, will be encouraged to continue social distancing, uh, but businesses will be able to slowly reopen. And mm-hmm. um, I just mentioned to Neff that probably going to keep the state of emergency in Tokyo and a few other prefectures around Tokyo around for a little longer, even though um, very surprisingly today, you see you know the number of infections that are happening all around the world. Apparently yesterday, there were only... And we're talking about, um, I want to say, yesterday being May 20th, which is today. Again, as a time difference. Only five new infections
1: in Tokyo. And considering the size of Tokyo, that's actually quite an accomplishment. Right. Because I'm trying to remember, what is the, what is the actual population of Tokyo again? Oh, boy. Uh, several million, I think.
0: Let's see. Oh, <laughs> Over nine million, more than
1: New York. <laughs> I, I was going to say nine million people, five new infections. I think they've got a hand. I think they've got a handle on this right now.
0: Right. The question is, what will happen when you know the rest of the country uh, gets back together and um, they try to restart tourism, or can they start tourism again? They. Uh, I saw something. Uh, this. I might sound like Captain Obvious but uh foreign visitors in Japan for the month of April down 99.9%.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, when most of the countries have slammed their borders shut tighter than, you know, a monastery after dark, uh, you kind of you kind of think that the tourism numbers have gone, you know. <laughs> yes. And uh, so there
0: were a total of 2900 foreign visitors In the month of April, apparently 300 visitors each from South Korea, Taiwan, and the United States. And, uh, let's see, 200 each from China and Vietnam. So this is the whole month of April. So these are numbers that are probably from the very beginning of April because that's around the time when Japan essentially closed the borders.
1: Hmm yeah so i i'd be curious now i haven't seen numbers yet for canada uh because canada at, at i believe what point i think they did somewhere early in april also do the same thing so i'd be curious to know right. and I'll, I'll look this up after the show because i'm curious how many people actually came into canada for, you know during the month of april uh ah. um but yes um as far as
0: uh new york state goes uh Our governor has certain criteria for certain regions of uh, New York State to reopen. Uh, The quote-unquote capital region, which includes the area where I usually work for the summer, is starting to reopen now. They've met all the criteria. Uh, But, of course, uh, downstate around New York City, no, not yet. They're still waiting uh, for the I think amount of available hospital beds to be above a certain amount before they can say, "Yeah, we'll reopen now."
1: Yeah, because of course it isn't flattening the curve. Doesn't mean the virus is gone. What it means is the healthcare system can take any new infections and not be overwhelmed. Right, that's the key.
0: And the main key, I think, the whole consensus is, uh, people should be wearing masks, and uh, people. Especially should wear masks if they're going to be within six feet of another person. And uh, always uh, keep your distance as well, which is why uh, uh, we're doing a lot of video conferencing now uh, and all that sort. Um, have you been doing video conferencing with your work lately, Neff?
1: Oh, yeah. It's it's the only way we can meet. So, you know, we've become very good friends with Zoom despite all its you know shortcomings, uh. which have which have been, you know, pointed out repeatedly, you know, safety, how to use it, you know, what you can say, what you can't, et cetera. Uh of course, you know, with the background that you see behind me, that's why I have a green screen. So <laughs> I can put up a prof- that's why I can put up a professional background so that you know, no matter what I have to do for work, it always looks professional.
0: Yes. So uh yes, instead of uh uh, the sailor scouts and evening gowns and Aoi uh, and Excel and a few other things, right?
1: Well, I think it was Excel, Excel from Excel Saga, covered in soap bubbles, only on the strategic bits, drinking milk, and on which, that. Note,
0: which, which, no, no, I'm just going. <laughs> which,
1: which, which, which? When I said when I showed this to my colleague, they're like, "Yeah, you may want to do something about that." <laughs> Everything else we could probably you could probably get away with, but that will definitely, you know. Cross the line. So I'm like, okay, green screen it is.
0: And that's probably over a 20 year old poster by now, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think so. It's from uh, a New Type magazine, English New Type magazine. So, so we're talking
0: turn of the millennium, basically.
1: Yep. Oh boy.
0: Um, now, when we come <laughs> back from the commercial, now, if we're going to talk about uh, more about anime conventions. Uh, I will be interested to hear your thoughts as somebody who works in the. Um, convention industry about uh, a few uh, or at least one in particular that we'll reference here, a uh, convention that is apparently going to go ahead as planned in uh, Florida in July. So I look forward to hearing your thoughts.
1: I'm sure you will. Um, for warning folks, I'll probably be doing a lot of, you know, sound effects of, you know, palm smacking forehead repeatedly. <laughs> Okay,
0: so while I grab a notepad to count how many times he does that, we're going to take a commercial break, and we'll be right back after these messages. She's hip, she's cool, she loves to dance, and she loves to live life to the fullest. Who is she? She's Sarah Yoshida, the mascot of Extreme Anime Radio. And now, Sarah gives personalized video greetings. Thanks to the help of the many cosplayers of Sarah Yoshida, we bring you Sarah shoutouts one of the cosplayers of Sarah will provide a personalized shoutout or greeting on video want to wish someone a happy birthday or a happy holiday ask for advice or an uplifting message too shy to say something and want Sarah to say it on your behalf there are many possibilities each Sarah shoutout is only eight dollars Proceeds will be used toward our monthly live stream bills and help promote the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. For more information on how you can schedule a Sarah shout-out, please email us at ExtremeAnimeRadio at gmail.com or private message us on social media on Facebook at Facebook.com slash radio or on Instagram at Extreme Anime Radio. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Extreme Anime
0: Radio. Welcome back to the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. He's Neff and I'm JR, even though Neff's on the other side of a computer screen right now. Um, we like to uh, once again reiterate about the Sarah shout outs. Uh, I've been in touch with uh, some of the cosplayers of Sarah uh, throughout uh, these last few months, especially with everything going on. And uh, the Ones that I've spoken to are still eager to help out with the Sarah shout-out. So if you're interested uh, in getting a personalized video greeting, please contact us for more information. Um, Also, uh, after this show is done, we will be posting the brand new um, artwork of Sarah Yoshida, which I hope will be an inspiration to everybody when they see it. And it is... um, Done by White Namikaze, um, whom you can find on Instagram and a few other locations. But um Felicia's been uh, doing some artwork of Sarah lately. She did our um Chibi Christmas uh Christmas tree postcard, if you remember from a couple of years back. So um really looking forward and I know Neff you've seen the artwork.
1: Yes, and it's quite lovely actually.
0: So uh we're going to give you just one little hint. We're placing Sarah in Japan, and that is the hint right there. In the Perfect hopes, hint, I think. in the hopes that uh, one day you know, we'll go back to doing certain things that we love to do. So please look forward to that. I will post that photo. Uh, Again, after we go off the air tonight, you can find it on social media at Facebook, facebook.com forward slash anime radio, on Twitter at anime radio, and on Instagram at extreme anime radio. So, Neff, again, I wanted to get your thoughts about uh, the convention scene right now, being that you are very much involved and have been involved for so many years um, with the current health pandemic that's going on right now, um, we're reading announcements at this rate a few times a week, seeing all these cons being canceled left and right, or at least being... The, some use canceled, some use postponed to next year, but it's more or less the same thing because there is... Basically, um, still an uncertainty as to where the coronavirus is going to go.
1: Well, yes, because remember, when you're talking about an anime convention, essentially what you're doing is you're putting a great number of people in a very small space relative to the number of people for anywhere from three to four days. Mm. Now, I'm sure all of you who've been in the convention scene, whether you've gone to a con or have heard of cons, you know, read about the reports, have heard of con crud. This is essentially what happens when you pack that many people in a small space over a number of days.
0: Mm.
1: None, not everybody, you know, is 100% on, you know, hygiene, etc., which of course allows germs to fester, and yeah, basic science takes over. The problem right now is COVID-19 isn't con crud anymore. This is con plague, <laughs> literally. So, you know, when I hear about a con saying, oh, yeah, full steam ahead, and I'm going, okay, now put this in perspective. Anime North, I believe last year, and I'm going to quote from a memory that may be a bit fuzzy 32,000 unique warm bodies in a small space wow. over uh, three and a half days. I count night zero because there are some people there too. But the trick is that many people in a small space for three days, if one of them shows up asymptomatic, okay, they don't have any symptoms, Mm. but they carry the virus. Right. And they're there all three days. Can you imagine the amount of spread that is likely to happen if this person does what most congoers do, which is wander around everything, touch everything, you know, now sneeze into their elbows, hell even sneeze into their hands, mm. I'm gonna say probably not so much. Now, mm-hmm. if they're in a giant costume, sure, they'll be they'll just be infecting themselves multiple times. Mm-hmm. But anybody who's in a you know Costumes that's exposed to the air Mm -hmm. or is just wandering around themselves, they are basically patient zero. Right. So when I see this about this particular con and this particular state, which is open for business, they've said that, they've used that term. Right. And it's not only for conventions, it's for other things too. Right. I can only say that this will either work out fantastically and prove them right. Or backfire on them so spectacularly that it's going to be like that old Bugs Bunny cartoon where Bugs takes a saw and sh- 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 takes <laughs> that entire state, saws it off, and sends it in the ocean for its own damn good. Oh,
0: yeah. So the, uh, the convention in question that we're looking at is one that is happening in um, July and uh, they say that they're going to do temperature screenings, which will be mandatory for all occupants prior to entering the building, increased cleaning and disinfection procedures in high-traffic areas, um, hand-sanitizing stations uh, throughout the space and high-traffic areas, and interior occupancy will be strictly limited with one-way ingress and one-way egress of all interior spaces. So they want to try to proceed with uh, these rules in place. The only problem, it seems, and I think um, Neff gave you his opinion, I'll give you mine, um, at least in Japan, uh, public broadcaster NHK is uh, giving tips to its viewers about uh, what you should avoid. And they mention something about the three C's. The first C is a closed-off area. The second C is a crowded area. And the third C is you're close to other people. And I think whether it's uh, an anime convention or any sort of convention, I think, uh, yeah, you're going to have a problem because those three Cs will probably be there.
1: I was going to say, it's like that that Price is Right game, three strikes. <laughs> One, two, three, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: now, in a realistic sense, um, when do you see, Neff, uh, if you were to take a guess, When do you think uh, convention life will be able to return back to normal? And I'm saying normal with a question mark. Well,
1: right now, the way that conventions have been traditionally run, Mm -hmm. I don't see it without a vaccine. I really don't. Right. Because conventions make money by pushing as many people through as small a space as possible as fast as they can. That basic recipe is disaster. There's, there's no way around that with a virulent strain of virus. Right. You know, which is what, which is what COVID-19 is. Right. Maybe there'll be a vaccine by the end of the year. And maybe in 2021, You know, we can start to see the, you know, resumption of normal con activities. I mean, at one point, there was a convention. I don't even know if, I don't think it went off. There was a convention that was going to be on a boat, on a cruise ship. Oh, yeah, I think I heard of that. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that got kiboshed. But (laughs) I'm just saying, that, to me, would be the ultimate test. If you could hold a con in that environment safely then yeah it's open season for conventions again mm-hmm. but right now as it sits based on what we know uh, i i don't see it without that rethink and not just for convention goers but for the staff as well because right. i can tell you you know in my area the staff were basically on top of one another for most of those three four days mm-hmm. you know And it was basically only when we would disappear for, you know, our activities after, you know, dinner, whatever, Mm -hmm. or when we were finished, that we went our separate ways. Mm -hmm. So we were all in a very close quarters. So if any of us would have had something like COVID-19, all of us would have had it, most likely, I think.
0: Right. Um, I was just reading today, um, Norwegian Cruise Line, as well as a number of others, have now deferred their cruises until at least the beginning of August.
1: I think that's highly optimistic to be honest yeah. <laughs> unless they un- unless they limit the number of passengers right. they have to mm. you know I mean Air Canada and WestJet up here are doing social distancing in their airplanes oh same here what does that mean what does that mean it means every second seat is not filled right so there's that there's the requirement to wear masks at right. all times Right. which I'm sure goes over well in business class. <laughs> they're, going, wait, wait. they're paying top dollar, and they're basically, from what I understand, masks and packaged meals. And they board
0: last because of the social distancing. They're boarding the planes back to front, which means uh, I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe that
1: means if you're in the premium cabin, you board last. Yeah, because most of the... yeah because well, that depends. I think also on which entrance they are planning. Ah. They are putting the plane. They are filling the plane from. Okay, right. So potentially, if you're filling from the front of the plane, it would go one way. If you're filling from the back of the plane, it would go another. That will work too. Yeah. Yeah, because of course you're trying to minimize the interaction. Now, the International Association of Travel. Authorities, I think it is the IATA, is trying to say, well, you don't need social distancing now because everybody's wearing masks. Mm-hmm. But what we don't want is lineups for the bathroom. Uh. <laughs> I've got, I've got news for them. If things go wrong on a plane, there's a lineup for the bathroom, and you cannot force people to sit in their seats if they need to use the head. That ain't gonna work. <laughs> The IATA
0: is the International Air Transport Association, and they're based in Montreal. I can't remember where
1: they're based in, honestly. Brussels? Montreal, I just said. Oh. Okay, I'm cleaning out my ears there. Well, but the funny thing is, they're basically saying, and considering that Air Canada is also based in Montreal, Mm -hmm. they're basically saying what Air Canada is doing is unnecessary regarding social distancing in planes now. I'm like going, no, 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 no. You, you just want everything to go back to normal and think that normal will include everybody wearing masks, sitting down, shutting up for the entire flight. Right. That works on a short flight, say Montreal to Edmonton. Mm. If you expect somebody to sit in their seat the entire way from, say, Toronto to Haneda, <laughs> you're you're out of your freaking mind. Yeah, it's it's yeah, like Gong Show, Gong Show,
0: <laughs> Gong Shows. is a phrase we're using quite often tonight, huh?
1: Yeah, I I said this to Jr. off air on a on a messenger message. I said, you know, with the CFL, I said Le Gong Show because, of course, you know, Canada's bilingual, and I figured, right. you know, may as well have my bilingualism out of the way for the night. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so.
0: Yes. Uh, once again, I guess I'm maybe I'm being more and more very optimistic as the days go by. But uh, if Japan by later this year lifts the entry ban, lifts the quarantine, I might be able to give it a go. But uh, it, you know, we have to see what happens. Definitely.
1: Well, I, I think it'll be interesting. I, I'm more concerned, I think, with will a trip to the USA be possible by the end of the year? Right now, mm. from what I'm seeing, the answer is I don't think so, unless there's a massive shift in attitudes, right, and cooperation. True. Mm. So, and when the largest one of the largest countries in the world can't get it together, I don't know. <laughs> that, that's not a good sign. Yeah, I think a road
0: trip is possible if I'm not able to go to Japan. Uh, I'll probably. I'll have enough time and probably just go all over the place and not worry too much because I won't be leaving the country. Whether or not I can go into Canada, well, we'll
1: have to see how that goes by then. I was going to say, maybe by the end of the year, maybe things will be a little looser. Mm-hmm. Right now, I think our government is going looking down at y'all and going, yeah,
0: we're a little worried.
1: Sorry. Sorry.
0: <laughs> Oh, and by the way, we have a presidential election coming up.
1: Yeah, in the middle of a pandemic. This, yeah. this is, this, like I said, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Okay, let's use another word for gong show. How about this?
0: <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? Uh, somebody shared this on my social media. Um they played on a uh, TV morning news show, uh, somebody on Twitter who was allegedly, I don't know if this video was doctored or not, this was like um, like a student, uh, not a student, this was a teacher who was uh, at home and uh, posted a video on Twitter saying that you know she's a music teacher, she misses uh, interacting with her students and whatnot. Um, she um wants to share her frustrations about the coronavirus pandemic in a little song that she wrote because she's a, she's a music teacher. So she takes out her guitar, and you think she's about to sing, and all she does is go. Ah! <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm sorry, folks, but sometimes there's just you know you have to have that you know scream of absolute frustration. You know, it's just
0: like, <laughs> Ugh. so I can't so. Uh, I can't seem to find I, I found uh, the clip from the news station, but I can't find the original clip where it came from. So I gotta I gotta look up uh, its authenticity of sorts. I think.
1: Mm. Well, right now in this age of social media, where everything and anything can be not what it seems, yeah, you want to try and say, okay, is this real? Is this, you know, Memorex for those of you old enough to remember that joke? Oh boy! Or is, or is it just completely fabricated?
0: <laughs> so, um, it being the appointed time, we're going to wind things down with our podcast today. Um, we might have uh, a guest. Uh, ...on our next show, which we're targeting for next week, Wednesday. And that depends on uh, you know current uh, scheduling and whatnot. But uh, we will let you know uh, if we can get uh, said guest on for our next program. Um, again, we will target that for next Wednesday at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. As we announced on social media, we'll be targeting the podcast release for shows going forward uh, early the following week after we record them because uh, um, life is, quote-unquote, getting back to normal as far as my job goes. So that means more hours and more more days where I'm going to uh, come home every night and be like Lurch.
1: Uh... I thought you were going to say, you ran...
0: No, that's the other thing he says. He also
1: goes, uh. Oh, you mean what I do when I get up in the morning? Uh.
0: Not to mention, he also does
1: uh,
0: Batman cameos. I don't know if you remember the original Batman series.
1: That's right, he does. And so did uh, Mr. Gomez Adams himself. Oh, yes. As the Riddler in season three. Wow.
0: (laughs) Uh, that that goes a little more intense, yeah.
1: Yeah, he he was quite the different Riddler than uh, the original Frank Gorshin, but just about as zany, you know. Just just it's like you don't want to cross him because that that would end up bad.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, I got something else on my phone. It's time to take your medication. Yes, I'm I'm sadly getting old, and I'm on medication now uh... for the foreseeable future a few um... actually i mentioned this when we were going off the air the last show i was getting my annual heart exam so i go to uh... the doctor on monday i go through the annual heart checks because my family has a history of um... heart issues and i don't know if some of you remember a few years ago after i did that cross-country trip on the train um... a few days after i came back i uh felt almost like a heart attack. My chest was like tearing apart. I didn't pass out or anything, but it was still there. I go to the hospital, and I had something called perimyocarditis. I can't remember the name now. Perimyocarditis, I think it was. Does that sound about right? Because of height. (laughs) height. (laughs) Perimyocarditis or myopericarditis. So I was in the hospital for half a week. So, um, and then had to recover for two weeks after that at home. So, um, so yeah, I have heart issues every year. I go in for the heart checks. Um, so this time, uh, my doctor did the carotid artery check, did the heart sonogram and put me on a treadmill for 15 minutes. And he's like, yay, I'm happy with the results. You also lost weight. Try to lose five pounds by next year. Yay. And then I get my blood work back. You're on Crestor for a year. And I'm like, boo.
1: (laughs) So now the question is, do you lose the weight, lose the Crestor, or both? Yeah, boy. In a year's time.
0: Exactly. I'm going to have to uh, try to limit. It might have something to do with breads uh, in part because it's my bad cholesterol and triglycerides that are a little high. So maybe I have to cut down a little bit on the bread content. I do tend to mm. favor the late-night peanut butter sandwich snacks, so those might have to be kibosh for the foreseeable future.
1: Now, I'll ask this on air just because you know I'm crazy like that. What's your exercise routine like?
0: Um, the occasional walks around the block and walks um, from one end of the building to the other where I work. And during the summer, usually the work, the walks from my car to my workplace. And uh, aside from that, uh, and Neph is already shaking his head. Yeah, I unfortunately
1: don't have the time to do much. What you do, you do what I do, which is literally, you watch anime, you start the anime, every hour, five minutes. Just a walk in place, five minutes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because that alone will get you pumping. Cause the whole part the whole point is get you active, right? Right. So in other words, sitting there for you know the four hour marathons, no, you can't do that anymore. Shouldn't have done that when you were younger, but of course, you know, young metabolism is completely different than old metabolism. Mm-hmm. But the point being get up and get active. Right. You know? So whether you have a device that will prod you to do it or just set a reminder mm-hmm. every hour. Five minutes. So that'll go, I think, a long way Mm -hmm. because I can tell you from my experience, uh, five minutes is usually about trying to convert this into miles, about half a mile. Mm -hmm. So half a mile every two hours Mm -hmm. is what I do because that's all I can do.
0: All right.
1: So that gets me to about, in a typical day, four miles. Mm Mm-hmm. And that will help, you know, get you active, get your heart pumping, and pump, you know, pump you out. The other thing, of course, is your diet. But, of course, I can't say anything about that because my diet is basically a seafood diet. I see food and I eat it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Seafood, yeah.
1: So I'm not going to give you any tips on that because... I'm a lost cause. I've, you know, I've basically said to myself, yeah, that's it, basically. I'll eat whatever I can cook. (laughs)
0: Something, hopefully, I won't give up on the uh, boxu snacks. Uh, The order is in for my next uh, shipment, uh, which is going to be delivered by DHL slash Postal Service, hopefully in a matter of days. And uh, maybe uh, by next week, uh, we'll have a taste test in order. I should also mention... One of my two orders that I keep talking about on the air, going to uh, some of my friends for housewarming gifts that were ordered almost two months ago, the first order finally left Japan this week.
1: Which means middle of next week. That's my guess. Over under.
0: Okay. Well, I'll write that down. I don't know. It left Japan. Does that mean, is it coming on a plane? Is it coming on a boat? Who knows?
1: I would say, I would guess, it would probably be a plane, realistically. Okay. So, like I said, over-under for me is next week, this time. So, next week, Wednesday.
0: Um, something very interesting, and I'll just as another aside before we finish. Um, our postal service, uh, I'm looking up the um, international shipping updates, which there are a lot of them, obviously, right now. Apparently, since this pandemic started... They have sent three uh, boatloads of excess mail uh, across the Atlantic Ocean to Rotterdam uh, for the purpose of distributing the mail to European Union countries. And that includes
1: express mail. (laughs) To which I would reply they have a very different version version, or um, um, what's the word I'm looking for, um, definition of the word express.
0: Right. While the, while the government postal operators are struggling, meanwhile, private couriers who have their own transportation like DHL, FedEx,
1: UPS, are pretty much thriving right now. I was going to say, if you, if you have your own you know, private courier line like Amazon, etc., you're swimming in it right now. Yeah,
0: So um, lots to look forward to And maybe next week a taste testing If it gets here on time But as we now close things out On the Extreme Anime Radio podcast We'll ask Neff to do the usual closing commentary
1: If you have any questions, comments, or concerns About what you've heard on tonight's podcast Or any of our podcasts Hit us up at ExtremeAnimeRadio At gmail.com Or check out our Facebook page At facebook.com forward slash anime radio. We're on Twitter at anime radio or twitter.com forward slash anime radio. And we're on Instagram at extreme anime radio. The uh, Sarah shout outs are still $8 uh,
0: each. If you're interested in getting a Sarah shout out, please uh, let us know and we'll give you more information. Um, Sometime in the future, uh, we will probably open up for podcast individual sponsorships Um, we're going to work on that and uh, update you as we go on bear in mind that the podcasts don't necessarily happen every week Uh, they happen you know as as the words go now on a case-by-case basis basically so
1: um, that I think right now is the best description of life in general, not just these podcasts.
0: <laughs> so, uh, let's see. i got to take my medication.
1: So anyway, <laughs> Crestor for me and for the rest of you, remember, keep your ears on for the Extreme Honor Radio podcast. Goodbye and we'll see you next time.
0: She's hip, she's cool, she loves to dance, and she loves to live life to the fullest. Who is she? She's Sara Yoshida, the mascot of Extreme Anime Radio. And now, Sarah gives personalized video greetings. Thanks to the help of the many cosplayers of Sara Yoshida, we bring you Sarah Shoutouts. One of the cosplayers of Sarah will provide a personalized shoutout or greeting on video. Want to wish someone a happy birthday or a happy holiday? Ask for advice or an uplifting message? Too shy to say something and want Sarah to say it on your behalf? There are many possibilities. Each Sarah shoutout is only $8. Proceeds will be used toward our monthly live stream bills and help promote the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. For more information on how you can schedule a Sarah shout-out, Please email us at ExtremeAnimeRadio at gmail.com or private message us on social media on Facebook at Facebook.com slash radio or on Instagram at Extreme Anime Radio. Terms and conditions apply. Extreme Anime Radio.